All right, everybody, welcome back to the South Shore Yankee Podcast. You're listening to the voices of Nick Jamonti and... Rich Pagnato. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Good. It's good to hear you back again because you were not here last week. Yeah, sorry about that. You know, work and life gets in the way of all the fun things. So, sorry, but I'm back and happier than ever because we have a full week of the regular season done. We do, we do. Yeah, no, we got it's, it's a lot, but it's a little. So uh, before we get into discussion, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and follow us on Spotify, so that way you get yes. weekly updates on our podcast and Yankee news. Yes. All, All right, right so, so where uh, do we start? <laughs> well, wanted to talk about the whole Glaber situation. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. We have to talk about Aaron Judge, and I would like yeah. to talk about our pitching because our pitching has been doing pretty good. Uh, we just cannot hit. You know what? I like to start things off on a good note. Let's just talk about our pitching and how fucking dominant it's been um, this past week. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pull up the stats on my end. All right, yeah. So just a real quick reminder. Um, years past, the Yankees' starting rotation has been, you know, subpar, oh, to say, uh, to put it in nice terms. It's been dog shit. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's been, like, one or two guys, maybe, and then everybody else is like, oh, here's three, four runs we'll give up. No big deal. Offense, do something. And this year, I'm really excited about the starting pitching. That it's the first time in a long time that I feel we're going to have, like, a really solid um, rotation. You know, Garrett Cole is Garrett Cole. Um, then you got, um, what's it, Kluber, Klubot, who, you know, I'm hoping he can, you know, I'm not expecting him to regain his form from two, three years ago, but if he can be like 80% of that, I'm pumped, and I think that's what we're definitely going to get. Um, J-Mo, he's solid. You know, last night he looked great. Then you got Herman, who, you know, I'm going to even pass for his first game. It's his first big league action in like over a year. You know, got to get uh, cool the nerves off, but even with that, he only gave up three runs. And then Monty is just gold. I love him. And we still have Debbie Garcia in the wings, Michael King in the wings, Clark Schmidt in the wings. They didn't even touch. The, uh, they didn't even touch yet. I mean, are King's, you gonna are, are you gonna ignore Michael King's phenomenal outing the other night? Of course not. He's been on. He's been a really good game. Look at this. six innings, one hit, zero runs, zero home runs, which makes sense. No runs. One one walk, three Ks, and his ERA was zero. Yeah. In, Laza- in uh, lasagna, <laughs> the Wiseaga, <laughs> the two of them, they're killing it. Our long relief is going to be so close. If we can Lewis- keep- Let's see. Wiseaga has been in three games at four innings. Uh, he's got 11.3 strikeouts. I thought and- he pitched like a three-inning game the other day. I look at the wrong ones. What's GP? GP? Games played. Yeah, yeah. so that's he played three games. Oh, I thought he played more. But whatever. I mean, if, you know, if King and Wiseaga can, you know, just be solid. We're we're golden because then you can give a guy like Kluber and a guy like Jamo, you can give him five innings, four innings, and say, "Listen, we're not going to you know overuse you to start the season. We'll let you break into form, and then put Loazaga and King in for two, three innings, and let them just you know keep doing what they're doing." Teams are going to be scared. Also, uh, Darren O'Day, who I've been excited about, he has played three games so far, and he's uh, pitched two point two innings. And has a zero ERA. It's early. 
I'm not going to get hung up on ERAs right now, but the fact of the matter is, well, I think they started our, the season off like, what was it, the relief went, they didn't give up a run against Toronto, I think. Well, our entire pitching staff so far has a 1.7 ERA. Yeah, I was going to say, I think in Toronto, uh, the bullpen didn't give up a run. I think they started the season off with something like crazy, like 15 innings without a run. I could be wrong, but I thought that I saw that somewhere. And well, it's just our starting pitching is doing great. We just don't hit. That's it. Yeah. If you know, we if we hit, we would be six and zero right now. Oh yeah. But listen, the hitting will come, and that that's the problem with the lineup. And first of all, we need more lefties, which you know we'll get to that with the trade for um, Odor. But we need more lefties in the lineup for oh, sure. That's who I also want to talk about too. Thank you for bringing yeah. that up. But then you know Hicks isn't doing much to start the year off. He's having a terrible, terrible start to the year, worst of his career. And like any stretch, it's the worst of his career, and whether it's the beginning, middle, or end. Um, and then you, it's it's a feast or famine lineup, and we've come to you know understand that you know you have guys like Judge, Stanton, and Sanchez, who it's go big or go home. Then you got guys like DJ, who you know you're gonna get a hit a game. Um, Torres, you know I expected him to be doing a lot better. Uh, it seems like he's carrying over last year into this year, which is not good. Um, Gio Urshela, the happy fella. Um, he's, you know, he's what I expect him to be, you know, how I feel about him. Clint, I love Clint. He still needs to, you know, step up though. Frazier. And then you got guys like Gardy who, you know, I wasn't an advocate to bring him back this year just because I would rather have the extra pitcher, but. Thank God we brought him back. Yeah, considering that Judge is already hurt, but, you know, that's just expected at this point. But, you know, give it time. You know, the offense always starts out slow. Always. And they never – the last time they started the season with, like, a winning record was, like, in 2011, I think. Also, I Aaron, Aaron Hicks is doing horrible. He's doing terrible right now. And, and it's really I don't he, he should not be in the third spot. He should be at the bottom of the lineup. So yep. We should have – Put Torres at third, uh, third screw spot. It, screw it. Put, put Gardner up there. He's no. doing – what do you, he's got out of the entire team, he's played five games. He has a four hundred batting average. Put him, keep him at the bottom of the lineup. He's gonna extend the, he's gonna extend the lineup down there. Uh, let's see. I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I, I say you put Torres at third, um, third up, Sanchez fifth. Okay, so well, this is this is how, how they have it laid out on ESPN. This isn't any batting order, but it's a good batting order. It would be DJ. Labor, mm-hmm. Geo, Judge, uh, Frazier, Stanton, you know, is a hit or miss. You could switch them. Hicks, Bruce, Sanchez. That's weird, and I don't like that at all. The bottom lineup gets a little weird, but the top four is not bad. What's the top four again? Did you say Geo was up there? DJ, Torres, Geo, Judge. Why is Geo batting third? This is a, No, this isn't a batting order. This is just how they have it. Lay down ESPN. This isn't a batting order. It's just the batting stats. But I think it would be an interesting batting oh. order. Oh, no. I hate that if that were to be the lineup. I think that makes no sense. Uh, but Torres not looking like the Torres we know. And I told you this yesterday because I was all over. I had to do a night shift last night. So I was all over Facebook. And I just kept watching people going in and out, in and out about uh, Glaber Torres and how much he sucks and how he's not a second baseman. And I was going back at people, and I'm like, you people are ridiculous. I said, you know nothing about baseball. Why don't you do some research? He came up as a shortstop. And should he be a shortstop? 
personally, no, I don't think he should be our shortstop. I think, and you know, I heard it on the radio yesterday. I was listening to some sports announcing. I forgot who it was. I think it was like the Michael K show, but I think it was like a repeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, they think the Yankees letting Didi Gregorius walk was a bad decision, and I think it's biting them in the ass now. You know, a lot of people think that I loved Didi, and you so know, I would I. still love him if he literally went to any other team except Boston and I would, Philly. I would, I would welcome back with big open arms if the Yankees traded for him. Listen, we all would. Everybody loves him. Everybody misses him. He was, you know, such a diamond in the rough. Like we traded for him to fill in for Jeter, and, he was and no one knew he was this like nobody guy on the Diamondbacks. Like, nobody cared about, and then he, he was came. The, he was the best Derek Jeter replacement, and nobody can say anything different. Yeah. And here's the thing, you know, as Yankee fans, we've been, you know, um, blessed for the last 20 plus years with Jeter and then Didi. So anything less than perfection at short is going to be, you know, magnified 10 times what it should be. You know, if every shortstop in the league never had an error, I'd be worried. Um, Considering the fact that he had such a bad year last year, and I think he led the league in errors in general, you know that's uh, not ideal. Yeah, he had a lot. He had like nine a, he either led the league or he led the AL. They they mentioned it last night. I think he led but the AL. It, it's it's upsetting because you know he's such he's such a talent, and I feel that if people come down on him too much for his fielding, it's gonna fuck with his head, and it's gonna mess him up at the plate. And but we've he, seen his power at the plate. We've seen how good he can be. And I think he just needs, you know, some more reps at short. And if it doesn't work out at short, then we got to put him back at second. Cause, but listen, even when he was at second with Didi, he wasn't perfect there either. He was better, though. Better, he was yes, definitely, he, was he, was definitely, he was definitely making so much better plays at second base. Up the middle, in the hole. He was, he was a great second baseman uh, compared to what he is at short. Yeah. I mean, last night, last night, you know, you can say what you want about the stupid uh, runner on second base and extra innings. You can say what you want about it. You like it or not. That's not the point. We are out of that inning, and we probably win that game if he does not make that throwing error at first base. Yeah, probably. But and it's, and, and it's, it's like, a stupid rule to begin with, starting with a second a runner on second. I have yet to find a single person who likes the rule, first of all. Second of all, I don't like the whole idea of, you know, blaming the entire loss on him. We had 13 hits. We had, what, two hits with runners in scoring position? It's pathetic. It's the same problem we've had for the last two years. We can't hit with runners in scoring position. We played the Orioles. The Orioles. We had 13 hits. And they were Nobody could hit when somebody was in se- on second base. They had four hits. We, we lost to a team with four hits. We had 13 hits. We and we couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't win. That, so that you know, we shouldn't have. We should. Um, Glaber, Glaber should not have been in that position, and it's unfortunate he was because now it looks like he cost us the game. But in reality, the team cost themselves the game. The thing with baseball is it's nothing like basketball, where a LeBron James type guy can carry the team, or you know, one bad foul will lead to like a complete momentum shift. This is baseball. It's a complete team game, and everybody's accountable. Everybody. But when you're striking out with guys on second and third, um, who was it that stole second and then I got to third last night? Um, I forgot who it was. But the point of the matter is we had a guy in third, and we couldn't hit the ball. 
We had bases loaded, and we struck out three times in a row. Well, we did get the the runner from second in twice, and then the third time we unfortunately, you know, took the L because Urshela was got smacked out of home. Face. But yeah, like, listen, it, it was a bad call to send him. I'm not gonna lie, but at the same time, though, d- yes, I was thinking about it. Yes, it was a bad call to send him, but if we kept him, do we get a base hit? Do we go into extra innings? Do we just get out of it anyway? I mean, we're already. We're already I, I agree. It's, it's, it's a gut call, and you know we were killing it the other two times we did it, but it was a it was a really shallow hit. The uh, San, who was Santander, he was running in. He had a great angle. He was charging, and he had a perfect throw. There was and listen, throws are offline all the time. You gotta hope that you're lucky sometimes, but. By the time they got to the ball, like it was just bad time to try to run. And Gio's not our fastest guy. If he if it was Talkman or even Torres, maybe I would say fine. But I think necessarily. honestly, I think regardless, whoever was on third base is out because yeah, it wasn't it, it wasn't deep enough, and yep, the throw was just so perfect. It was that even if Trey Turner, who's one of the fastest people in the league, was on third base, I still guarantee you. It, it would have been closer, but he would have been out. Me too, yeah, exactly. But, you know, the game came down to everyone's going to blame Torres, but it's a game where the Yankees choked. They could not get a hit when runners, with, with, with runners in scoring position. But that's our big problem right now. That's our biggest problem right now is nobody is hitting. It's been a problem for Nobody's two years. Hitting. And our weird players are hitting. You have... Uh, Sanchez, who is actually hitting the ball. Uh, Giancarlo Stan hit a bomb the other day. Uh, mm-hmm. Higashioka is hitting up some, you know, singles for us. Everyone else, LeMahieu, Torres, uh, Urshela has been getting some hits again. Uh, Judge, Frazier, Hicks, uh, Bruce, I'm going to categorize him, even though he had some hits. They, they're all quiet. I mean, Brett Gardner has been getting on, which is great because, you know, that's why we re-signed him. So that way he can get the on the thing with the lineup, it's like I said before, we have one guy who we can count on to hit 300, and that's DJ. Nobody else we can count on. You know? No, Gio is just like a, an extra gift that we get. Gio's not going to hit 300. I think he's going to have... Uh, in my opinion, I don't think Urshela is going to have the best year. I think he's just going to be average. That's all he is. He's average. He's a solid fielder. Not the last two years. He did great the last two years. We he's were unexpected. So, dude, he's average. Yes, but he was good. I think he's going to be just a regular player this year. I don't think he's going to be anything special, which is all right, I guess. 2019, I'll give you, he hit 300, but never in his career before that did he hit 300. Oh, no, he was horrible. He hit 298. Last year was a shortened season. He extrapolated for a full year. I don't think he hits 300. Well, that's that's what everyone's expecting where, you know, he's a, he came, he's a career he came, 275 hitter. And yes, but he, he came over from Cleveland. He yeah. was not – he was nobody. Was not going to be a hitter. And somehow, you know, his career was a bit saved on the Yankees because he dude, started producing dude, with, and doing well. Dude, with the Indians – he played in 15 and 17. He hit 225 and 224. He played 40 game, um, 20 games for the Blue Jays. Hit 233. Comes to the Yankees, hits 314, 298 mm-hmm. in back-to-back years. First of all, that's super sketchy. It, the numbers don't add up. And listen, 
I will say when he came to Yankees, played 132 games. It's more than he played with any of the teams, and any they, they, I think that's they're just players shine in different in different. They do they stadiums. Do. Look, Sonny Gray did horrible for us, and what he do over on on Cincinnati. Sonny Gray did bad for us because the pitching staff is stupid. You have a yes. I can talk he, about how stupid it was. He, that we didn't use he was the right way for days. He was but. ace quality in Cincinnati. It, it it you can go to anywhere and play bad, and then you go you can play let's say uh like on the Pirates and do amazing, and then you come to New York in front of the media, and you could either be successful or you could be really shitty like Stanton. You know, I think Urshela came to the Yankees and something clicked in him, and people. Some people are hoping that with them trading for Odor, that he was started to get washed up with Texas. Maybe that will change when he comes to the Yankees. Do I think that's going to happen? That's a long shot. Um, but I want to kind of hear a little bit of your speculation of why you think we went after Odor. Some people are saying that the Yankees uh, are maybe getting a bit nervous with Torres, and maybe they'll shift him back to second and move DJ to third, and I heard someone say put Urshela at shortstop, see what he does, or I don't know. What what, what do you think is going to happen? I saw that speculation. I think he's or, or Sorry to interrupt you. Or with uh with Void coming back, then they get rid of Bruce, or they move DJ to first. I don't know. I'm, I never thought Bruce was going to make the opening day lineup. The only reason he's here is because of Void. I think, if anything, you know, Voight, um not Voight, um Bruce, sorry. I think Bruce is off the team. I don't think he's going to last long. I think it was a fun thing to bring him on because, you know, Cashman's loved him and been trying to get him for years, and he finally could do it now. You know, he's a liability at first base. He's not a good first baseman. He's an outfielder. And, you know, first base isn't an easy position in general. But to put an older guy there and have things happen like last night, it looks as much as it was a bad throw by Glaber, an average first baseman, Scoops that. So yeah. I think that Bruce, if anything, is the one who gets let go. I think Odor is going to be a bench player. He's going to, you know, rotate in here and there. But he's another guy. He's not a guy who's going to hit for average. He's a he's a boomer go home. Uh, he's a home run hitter. And, you know, he's going to be – he's the lefty that the lineup needs. So I think he will get a lot of playing time. But it's not like we're not paying him anything. Texas, yeah, is- no, it's it's great that we're not paying him anything. I don't. That doesn't Here's, do anything for us. This is the biggest risk for the Yankees this season because we are taking all these. Uh, I want. I don't want to say has been, but people who in the past have won all these massive awards have done so good with these teams, who went quietly, whether they got hurt or they just fell off the radar, and the Yankees are bringing them in and saying, "Hey, maybe we can win a championship with these people." Like JMO, Kluber, uh, unfortunately, the thing with JMO and Kluber is very different than Odor. JMO, you know, was a really solid prospect and played very well for Pittsburgh. And Kluber, we know how good he was. He won Cy Young, what, two, two times? He led the league in strikeouts. He was just absolutely dominant for the Indians. And We've all seen what he can do. He had a really bad year with Texas because he was in part because he was hurt. And now the hope is, you know, we can get some of that lightning in a bottle. And well, he's what? not that old. And no. he's, he's like he's, he's like late twenties, I think, right? Odor. I'm talking about Kluber. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Sorry, it's okay. But I think yeah, Kluber's like thirty two, I think, thirty three. Yeah, Kluber's in his thirties. I know. Yeah, that. whatever it is. But um 
those guys are very different than Odor. Odor's not a guy who's going to go there, hit you 280, get on base, do all this fun stuff. He's going to strike out 200 times, and he's going to hit you 30 home runs. We have that with Stanton. We have that with Stanton. We have that with Judge. And we have that with Sanchez. And the only difference between him and the three of them is that he's a lefty. And like I said, I feel he will get a lot of playing time because we do not have a lefty bat. We have no lefty batters in the lineup. It's terrible. Um, and I think that's also going to be a very big problem for the Yankees this year. And I do think that they will make a move at some point to try to get a left-handed, a different left-hand hitter. Whether, you know, that means getting a new third baseman or doing something with the outfield. I don't know what they would do, but they need another left-handed bat. Um, even if they trade Voight and try to get a lefty first baseman. Well, something they need add. they need that diversity in the lineup so i remember the i remember the 90s and the early 2000s where tory would literally rotate left right left right left right left over and over and over and it was so good we have two lefties it's terrible so let me ask you something yeah what is odor here for is he here for just you know defensive support like say torres makes a couple errors uh, in a game or two, I guess. Listen, I, th- I think do that. You think, do you think they pull him and put someone else at short? Do no, I don't think. Short? I don't. I do not think they would take Torres out, especially when it's an in extra innings where it's so easy now to score that extra run. Um, Torres is too much of an offensive powerhouse to bench him for any reason in extra innings or in where games are on the line. I think Odor is a guy who will be a bench player who will you know rotate in he'll start the season off just rotating in here and there give dj a day off give torres a day off give geo a day off and that's how he's going to get played he'll probably play three days a week they'll rotate give their guys a day off here and there keep everyone fresh because especially after last year and the year before and the year before that everybody's injured and if we can keep our guys fresh and healthy then good do it everyone's bitching right now that judge is getting two days off and he's probably not playing tomorrow. Why would you want to push him? Well, You've seen how injury prone he can be. Why do you want to push him? Give him a week if you need to. Let his body fully heal and get fine. That way he's at 100% health. And it's less likely he'll get injured. If you push a guy where he's already injured. it's He's already got bad obliques. We already know he ripped his oblique, oblique um, a year or two ago. Now you want him with side pain again to go out there and swing the bat twist himself a little bit too much and rip the oblique open again? Well, I think he's hurt. He's 100% he's hurt. He's not playing yesterday. He's not playing tomorrow. I think he's hurt again, and the Yankees don't know how to address it to the fans because the fans know. Everyone knows. We know he's hurt because if Aaron Boo doesn't come out here saying, well, we'll see if he plays against Tampa, if he doesn't say a statement, then we just think, all right, maybe he's just sore. But the fact that he came out and said, well, we'll see if he plays, he's hurt. He's 100% hurt. And at this point, it's getting – it's really getting ridiculous where you – when you sit back and think, is Judge worth a contract at the end of the season? And I, mean, uh, I, to think, what extent? I think so, personally. Yes, I don't think the Yankees are going to let someone like Aaron Judge leave their team. As as injury-prone as he is, but don't expect him to get a monster contract. He, he might get a very short contract if, if they don't see him as a long-term deal. Because why would you give him all this money – for him to keep getting hurt, they'll, they'll give him like a they'll give him a big deal. It's the Yankees; they have the money, and it's you know it's Aaron Judge. Um, and if he were to go to another team, yes, some people would be happy because they're stupid. 
but he'll go to like the Red Sox and he'll kill us for years. And the Red Sox would be more than happy to give him all that money, mm-hmm. especially considering how many Red Sox we've taken and given a ton of money to. The thing right. with Judge, he's six 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 seven. For guys like him, you know, it's 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 common to get injured. It's crazy. That's so easy and common, but. I think you give him the time he needs to like heal. It's probably a soft tissue injury. Give him a massage. Give him some ice. Give him some heat. He'll be fine. And we see what happens. You know, he's one of the better defensive outfielders in the league. He is one of the premier hitters in the league. And on top of that, the thing that I like most about Judge is neither one of those. It's the fact that he gets into f- at least a five to seven pitch at bat almost every time he's at the plate. He works deep counts. He work, makes pitchers work to get him out. And with got if you're the Yankees from two years ago, they were so good at it, taking pitches, just having a good eye and working counts. They had pitchers out of the inning by the sixth inning, and you got to their bullpen where you know nobody was as good as the Yankees, and they just went to town on the bullpen. You know, we'd score a couple runs obviously during the regular part of the uh, during the against starting pitcher. Then we'd go to the bullpen and we'd just go nuts. And it worked yeah. so well. And it was a lot of that that had to do with Judge and DJ and Torres taking seven-pitch minimum at-bats. Like if you And if you look at Judge from his 52 home run year, or however many he hit, if you look at him, I, the, I don't want to say the majority, but there was a good amount of home runs that he hit where it was a 3-1 or a 3-2 count. I would say probably about half of the home runs he hit came when he was, you know, ahead in the count. And it was, it was always a deep count. And when he when he never goes six pitches, three and two, he fouls off one or two pitches. He's just that it's good. I just like it when they work the count like that. It's a point. Yeah. All right. So we got a couple minutes left. Uh, just want to well, I want to bring up two things. One, Brian Cashman must have looked into a, like the Magic Crystal skull ball, whatever it was this offseason, because Tanaka got hurt. Paxson is headed towards Tommy John surgery. Wait, Tanaka's hurt? What happened? Tanaka, I don't know if it was something severe, but I know he got hurt over in Japan. So, oh, man. imagine we re-sign them, what situation we would be in right now. Oh, yeah, we'd all be like... We'd be screwed. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be bad. You um, know, we're all freaking out about Gio and... Um, not Gio. Torres and Judge and... He must have saw... He must have saw and looked at them and be like, you guys aren't worth it. They weren't, you know, I liked Paxton, you know that, and I, I fought with you last year about saying how I think we're going to re-sign him. Um, and, and I said we wouldn't. <laughs> you, you were right. And Tanaka, I love playoff Tanaka and early season Tanaka. And I could care less about him from May until September. He was an – you know, we gave him a ton of money. He was billed as this top Japanese pitching prospect guy. He was really good, but he's also very average and nothing special. Yeah. So my my other thing is come all star break, right? Mm-hmm. Torres is still making his let's say his offense picks up, all right? Yeah. His defense is still very poor. I'm not saying the Yankees trade him, but do the Yankees try to bundle a big package to Colorado for story? Do they try and make a move? Because everyone keeps talking about it. And I know there's been rumors last um, offseason 
about them interested, do the Yankees just accept a fact and say, screw it, like, we want to win a championship? Here, take a bunch of these people. That's a good question. Um, but that's if, that's, if, that's if he's still playing poorly. I mean... The only way I see that happening is if the deal includes like you got to trade Geo because the only way I see this working is you put Story at short, Torres at second, and DJ at third. Or you could put DJ at first and trade Void. Could. Yeah. Either, either way, either way one of the corner guys will be gone. Um, it could do that. I mean, I do think that Trevor Story will be Yankee bound one day. There's way too much smoke, smoke, and where there's smoke, there's fire. All off season, we saw article after article and rumor after rumor that the Yankees were interested. I think they were very interested in Arenado, but I think the asking price might have got a little too high. Well, Cashman they were, does. They were love also it. interested in uh, Lindor too. They said it. They said if DJ walked somewhere else, they were going to push massively hard to get Lindor. Lindor's one of the top five players in the sport. I think anybody, any team, no matter who you have, you're trying, you're going to try to sign, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you have a guy like Lindor in the Bronx, it's just going to be fun. But, you know, good for him for joining Queens in the Mets. I also don't think the Yankees would have been willing to trade for, um, you know, trade for him. And then know like how much money they would have had to give him, you know. So they already have money earmarked. They're paying oh, Judge. Right. Um, sorry, they're paying Stanton. They're paying Cole over three hundred mil. Now to add another guy, yeah. and then you know they're going to probably pay Judge a hundred mil minimum. So you have four guys you're paying a billion dollars to. Hmm. I don't know, but I, I I can see. I think, you know, long story short, if Torres keeps having these issues at shortstop. I think the Yankees at uh trade deadline they 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 go after a shortstop and they make a big big move like something that you know will get Trevor Story and will be happy but at the same time someone's going to leave. Yeah, and it's just a matter of, you know, who they're willing to move, Voight yeah. or Urshela or whatever prospects they want to pair with them. It's going to it's going to have to be a big package. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a very, very crazy Torres, thing. Torres will not be part of it, though. He'll he'll go back to no. second. DJ will take e- over either third or first. Yep. And, you know, he'll be at, at, at short. But, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, it's a we long season. Yeah. It's a long season. It's just the first week, and everybody is overreacting. We have a long season, boys and girls. Yep. So stop bitching and moaning. It's Please. Just baseball. Know your shit. Yep. Anyway. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, also on Spotify, so you can catch up with us every week about Yankee baseball news. I usually post on Instagram. Rich usually takes over on Twitter. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast, it will most likely be out tomorrow, which is Friday the 9th. So I hope everyone has a great weekend, and we will be back next week with more Yankee baseball news. Yeah, guys, have a good weekend, and let's go Yankees. Yep, let's go. And uh, enjoy your weekend. See you later. Bye, guys. (laughs) Bye.